The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. And now, here's Brandon. Welcome back to Old Space Show. I'm Brandon, and this is my companion, Tony. Greetings, humans. All right, they greet you back. All right. This series of Old Space Show follows the episode-by-episode time-traveling body-hopping exploits of the first season of Quantum Leap. Today, we'll be talking about the seventh episode, The Color of Truth. August 8th, 1955, Sam leaps into Jesse Tyler, an aged black man living in the South prior to the Civil Rights Movement. Sam's modern-day racial attitudes cause consternation and unrest among the townsfolk, leading to brutal consequences. And while Sam's true mission is to save the life of his elderly white employer, Ms. Melanie Trafford, Sam also believes he has been sent to initiate the cause of civil rights in the town. This is directed by Michael Vajard, written by Deborah Pratt, starring Scott Bakula and Dean Stockwell, with guest stars Susan French, Kimberly Bailey, Royce D. Applegate, and Michael D. Roberts. Uh, Mr. Vajar, Vejar, I don't know how it's pronounced, but he, here we go with his uh, resume, uh, 11 <laughs> episodes of Star Trek Enterprise, 13 episodes of Star Trek Voyagers, 7 episodes of Deep Space Nine, one episode of of Star Trek The Next Generation. He did 14 <laughs> episodes of Babylon 5, Lois and Clark, The X-Files, Robocop, MacGyver, Walker, Texas Ranger, Zorro, Mission Impossible from the 80s, Magnum P.I., Scarecrow, Mr. King, A-Team, Simon and Simon, Quincy, Fancy, Fantasy Island, Incredible, Hulk, Cagney, and Lacey. Like, okay, bud, your credentials, you, you right. have your credentials. You got it. You're good. <laughs> like, there's a TV Hall of Fame like plaque with his name on it, right? Like, he's... Or the genre TV Hall of Fame. Yeah, jeez. So, yeah, surprised I haven't met him at a convention recently. It sounds like he's he's right. got the he's got the moves there for sure. So I, I was just looking. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, we did Star more Star Trek. All the Star Treks that were from the relaunch, and just of course he's on the Belisario ticket with Magnum and other things like that. Uh, but we well, you hear his name and you're like, well, he's just going for name recognition. You're like, oh, it's Michael Bay. No, he's doing good for himself for sure. He's 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 definitely been around. <laughs> yeah, wow, just impressive. And I I didn't look at which particular episodes because I'm I'm sure he's done some of the the hit the favorite ones. Um, but uh, this one of Quantum Leap, he directs with uh, a where we have Sam going into the body of a black man in the wrong time to do so. And uh, this one is very, we talk about movies influencing it, driving Miss Daisy, but 
not the movie. The play was big at this time. The movie right, came out yeah. the same year. So that's right. So kind of a common misconception. People are like, well, yeah, they definitely did it because of that. And like, I don't think so. Like you said, the play, the story existed as a play. So they obviously were aware of it, whether they were aware a movie was coming out later that year. I don't mm-hmm. know. But but yeah, definitely. It seems like towards the end of this season here in general, they they started to tackle some of these bigger questions you know they've never really shied away as we've discussed in previous uh episodes here they haven't really shied away from big discussions and big themes but here towards the end we get Mm -hmm. the racial card you know coming up here we're going to get some you know some some stuff about gender equality and you know Mm -hmm. spousal abuse and things like that so but yeah they're definitely hitting hitting some of these big ticket questions that obviously still resonate today which is which is a very cool thing. My uh, I, when I was doing the rewatch of this episode, uh, just uh, just ju- just last week to prepare, uh, I was watching it on uh, the Roku channel, and my wife, who was actually born after this episode aired, yeah. sat down about five minutes in and was like, "What's this?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm doing it for the you know for the podcast recording." And within five minutes, she was all in. Like she didn't leave. Yeah. She was engaged in the story, and she was like, "Let's go on in the next episode." She's like, "This is great." <laughs> so so yeah, it's definitely one of those things that resonates still yeah. to this day, which is which is a, a testament to Belisario and what the creative team uh, created. Yeah, and it doesn't, I mean, they don't hold back any punches with their, their writing, too. There's a, there's safe ways to do that. Um, yeah. I mean, this one freely uses the N-word in it. Uh, yep. Isn't afraid to uh, hit on any point that you might think of. And um, the thing, like, I've complained, like, there was the Jackie Robinson movie with Chadwick Boseman, 42, where I thought felt too kind for its era to yeah i grant it's a family movie but there's a little bit of missed opportunity to show that how tough it was for jackie robinson well it, sure. was, it just showed it being tough I, I know from historical documents and stuff it was a lot harder <laughs> right for him well, we're, we're, I mean, we're recording this episode here just a, just a, a couple of weeks after the end of um, Disney's uh, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, right. which is another show that has addressed this information head on. But at the same time, never once did they use the term racism in that show. Mm-hmm. So Disney, for, for as much as they are doing great for, for addressing this, they've also received a little bit of flack from folks who have said, you know what, you were a little yeah, kind is the right word. Maybe, you know, right. kind of treating with a little bit of rose colored glasses there, whereas this one yeah, like you said, does, does does not shy away. They put the words right out there. In fact, I think even Sam at one point yeah. says to Miss Melanie, because Miss Melanie says, why, you know, why don't you like the word Negro? And he says, well, it's a little too close to another word that, you know, has negative mm-hmm. connotations. And you could tell that she didn't really think about it in that aspect. And obviously no one did at that time, right. you know, until things started to change. So Well, and that's, you know, with Falcon the Winter Soldier, it, though, like one of the problems has been, it's been a lot of talk and not showing and not right. exper- no experience. It's just been lip servicing the the hot button topics and stuff and this is where they actually show you and give you an event and really play into things and and i think a lot of what helps this episode hold up too and it's surprising just show how what quality of quantum leap is and they you know as i mentioned they're not afraid to hit certain parts that but spaculous performance is what really makes this one be okay and st- granted i'm a white guy talking about it i this is where i'm coming from on this sure if if a Same. listener disagrees and i'm here to listen and be told i'm wrong that's i am not against that but from my perspective here bacula being put in the body of a black man 
and just giving his performance as Sam Beckett and not trying to put on some sort of dialect, some sort of like uh, voice or trying to act a certain way. He just plays it like a, a freaking person rather than a caricature right. really adds and helps to this and shows that who Sam is, who Bakula is as an actor, who this production team is as players, because that could have gone horribly wrong. Oh, absolutely. hundred percent. And that's really, that's, that's kind of the genesis of the driving force of the plot is it's, you know, Sam's obviously that he, you know, he doesn't know. He literally, when he leaps into Mm -hmm. the body of Jesse, he doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know any difference. So when he sits down at the counter, he literally doesn't know that he's doing anything wrong, you know? And so I think that, like you said, that, that kind of spilled over where, you know, he didn't, he didn't need to do any sort of characterization or anything like that because, you know, he, he literally was, was showing the audience that, Hey, this is, you know, my perception is nothing's wrong, but I'm now I'm seeing for the first time for real what you know what some of this is like and you know just like you you know i'm obviously a white person watching this show so i can't speak directly but you know it did feel it it, to me it had that sense of 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 realism like like you literally as as sam and as me as you know as as a a white person you literally don't know you you have no idea Mm -hmm. what it's like and they were trying to give us uh you know as as much of a slice of that realism as they possibly could yeah and it's not like Sam needs convincing as they bring us in a character. He comes from a place of being upset by it all and stuff. And one another thing is to none of the none of the characters um, that are family or friends of um, the way he hopped of uh, Jesse. <laughs> That's his, yeah, yeah. Je- friends of Jesse say react like why are you talking like like they don't. He's just Jesse and how he speaks and stuff, and they just. That's really that's that's good that they don't they don't do yes. that. Um, and then yeah, he's and like a lot of times when he jumps in, he thinks he's there for a much bigger cause than a maybe a simpler one that he's supposed to because he thinks he's supposed to change the town in one day or right. the one week or where he's at, and that's his goals can tend to be a little smaller. Which his goal in this one is just a start you know it, it um overall because he's su- supposedly supposed to stop her from being hit by a train louis no is he gets her to just treat him less servant like more and has him sit with her we go back to the beginning with this back in the cafe instead of picking up the sandwich they have lunch together there right the, just despite the despising of the people around them um, yeah, it's it's it, it almost it's it it feels like it was meant to be like obviously the prequel, which is what Al referenced as well. That you know, in you know, four or five months from from that point in time is when the you know uh, rights movement really started in 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 full throttle with mm-hmm. you know Dr. Martin Luther King and things like that. But this was you know, uh, in fact, I think Al said he's like, you are not meant to be the catalyst of the you know the big change, but but this was a start. You know, this was right. a, a chance to to show that attitudes can change in a smaller in a much smaller bubble you know as as opposed to a nationwide thing i almost think that's one of the morals of the story they were trying to tell is that you can make a difference as as one person it doesn't you don't have to wait for a wide scale change to make it okay for you to feel like you Mm -hmm. can change you can just do it yourself right yeah exactly and al comes from experience he mentions in here that he was uh, involved in the civil rights movement and he 
talks about uh, being beaten during marches and seeing good friends and people arrested during them. So he's involved, but he's trying to keep Sam's t- like he know he knows from experience to share with Sam and to know sure. and to let Sam know what his place is as a white man in all this, despite right. being in the body of a black man. He, you know. Yeah, good old, good old Al. Uh, my, my, you know, I, I, I absolutely have been enjoying the first season. But my biggest, you know, if I had to, if I had to nitpick on the show, my biggest thing is that Al is like the yeah, Al is like the Swiss Army knife of the show. Like right. every time, Sandy, oh yeah, I used to be a pilot. Oh yeah, I used to do the civil yeah. rights. You know, next He's episode we're gonna, about, oh yeah, I used, I knew, you know, I used to drag race cars. I'm like anything Sam needed, Al conveniently did it very well. Apparently, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> very true. No, it's very true. Um, but I, I love Dean Stockwell and yeah, the oh, yeah. Show, show's got that conceit, um, and you know, of, among many, but it's the way they dive into stuff and such rich material and are able to give you a nice, fully enclosed story every week. Like I, it's, it's amazing. They could, they jump into Emmy award nomination territory, like almost weekly sometimes with this show. absolutely well in this episode i was you know reading up on some of our mm-hmm. you know uh, trivia and indicia and things like that and uh, De- uh, the writer of the show deborah pratt of course mm-hmm. who's a big piece of the entire series mm-hmm. uh she won a, a woman women in film award for best writing for a drama series with mm-hmm. this episode so yeah. so yeah i mean you know the show very early on was was winning awards winning accolades obviously they were doing much more right than wrong and you know just like we just talked about it still resonates to this day and everything so so yeah, it's an absolutely you know it's a it's it's a well produced show from top mm-hmm. to bottom in it and it shows in these early episodes. Oh yeah, absolutely. and this is a pinnacle episode too that I think people think of when they think of Quantum Leap. They remember him staring at himself in the mirror uh, right. through it all. And you know, yeah, this is a. I mean, this is as good as watching some pokey time to kill movie, even with less time and a probably more sturdier message with less less cheese to it. Um, that yeah. can happen, and uh, I always love like when you when you go back to these things and just seeing how ridiculous the racist white hillbillies are, like in things, oh, yeah. and just like you're just like, oh my god, and it's it's sad, but at the same time, like look how stupid you all look, and oh yeah, and there's people yeah. that are doing things in our society nowadays, Still. and in years where we reflect and be like, I knew that, but like I didn't, you know, I yeah. I I of course was born in the nineteen in, in nineteen eighty two, so I didn't see any of this or have this, but now in my lifetime for what I've seen, we're going to be seeing that again with certain things. So you're not wrong. Yeah. I mean, yeah. When you watch it, you're like this, you know, your first reaction is that it feels like such a caricature, right? You're like, Oh, this is, this is extreme. And it, you know, has been, has been blown up and, you know, made bigger than it is for the, for the, for the TV show. But then you stop and think about it. You're like, no, it's really not like this is literally, I mean, I've never been to a place like, uh, was it Mad Mud Dog, Alabama? Is that the uh, city that this place took place in? Right, but, right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm absolutely aware that places like this do seriously exist, and you know, it's one of those things, you know. And I'm not obviously, I'm not, you know, detracting or you know, making light of or you know, saying that generally that that the South or the quote unquote Deep South is all bad or whatever. But places like this and people like this do exist. Fortunately. They are in, the, uh, you know, hopefully overall in the nation, they are in the minority, obviously, of attitudes and things like that. But they, they definitely exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with this as reference, when you see nowadays, you're like, oh, man. Oh, wow. People really can get to that place. And it's, it's Yeah. Right. It's it's yeah. impressively it's impressively unfortunate is what they said. So, exactly. Yeah, so. Exactly. <laughs> um, so more like 
fun things about this episode, I guess. This is the uh, the Back to the Future Hill Valley set. Uh, yeah. They filmed some on, which is uh, sadly no longer with us. It burned down. Um, but yeah, Hill Valley and uh, Gremlins is the same as Hill Valley. And yep. I guess some some of these sets were used on the Dukes of Hazard back in the day as well. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. It, it's kind of cool. I definitely when when Sam would step out of the uh, of the, of the diner and you could tell that it was kind of that 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 mm-hmm. square vibe. Uh, I kind of got that vibe. I'm like, oh, I'm like, this seems real familiar. Especially obviously right. in a, in, a, in a 1955 setting. I mean, this literally takes place in 1955, which the in that that was the, the Back to the Future you know destination was that exact mm-hmm. same year. So. Um, Weirdly, not only does this one take place in 1955, but it takes place on August 8th, 1955, which that's a date that not only A, sticks out to me personally, because that's my mom and my sister's birthday, uh, but this is one of three episodes that takes place on August 8th in the series. It's so weird. I don't know if this is like All written by Deborah Pratt, yeah. I don't know if it's a if it's a if that's a coincidence. I I, I haven't read enough to see if that's maybe if it's that's like her calling thing. card or something. I did read that someone said uh, on on one of the trivia things that August eighth is actually Sam's is is Sam's birthday. I don't know okay. if he ever referenced that in the series, but I guess so. It's so like this one in 1955. Sam was two years old. Right. So okay. um, this this I guess was his birthday. I haven't I haven't seen if that's corroborated, but I read that online in one of those trivia things. So gotcha. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, speaking of Sam, he is excited in a weird way uh, with being in the body of a black man because he's now opens his mind to more possibilities of who he could leap into, which is something I, right. I I just think like, oh wow, okay, now they're doing this. I'm like, oh yeah, well, I guess as him, you he was maybe not expecting to be able to leap into someone of a different race. I, I don't. <laughs> Yeah, but. it's kind of a, it's kind of a nice reminder that he is at heart, first and foremost, a scientist. Literally mm-hmm. going through a science experiment. Obviously, it's right. turned into a very humanistic thing where every every week he has to really put on his empathetic and you know human side and and solve some sort of an issue, you know, some sort of humanitarian issue, mm-hmm. big or small. But yeah, it's a, it's a nice reminder that he definitely you know he started leaping to begin with because he is a quantum physicist and he was testing a theory of can I go back in time into a person? So this probably is, uh, is, is one of those things where he's still in his mind gathering data and, you know, right. going through the motions, even though he's like, Oh crap, something's gone wrong. And I'm not going back to the lab anytime soon. So yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> it's a life, a lifetime experiment. Now. Um, <laughs> I also like, they point out about the records of black people from back in the day. They have information missing because white people weren't keeping track of them. They're destroying yep. their, their records, their, their family heirlooms document. Like, it's, yeah, things run really deep. Uh, I mean, it does. It was even, I mean, it was cringeworthy both for both for my wife and I when, you know, even when something as simple as Sam stopping to get a drink at a fountain and you see the sign that says whites only on top oh, yeah. of it. And you're like, oh my God, this was really a thing. And this was only, this is like 70 years ago. Like, right. you know, you try to pretend like it's some far off thing, but you know, my parents were alive at that time. You know, my grandparents, like this is only a couple mm-hmm. of generations removed from this. Yeah. Really when this episode aired, stuff. it was 34 years. Right. Since yeah. Then. Like it was really, yeah, it, it's great. It, it's ridiculous, like sad, like all sorts of like just infuriating, like all sorts of emotions run through and just seeing that stupid stuff and like just the, and the, the hospital, like we won't treat humans because like yeah, yeah. that was, oh my gosh, that was nuts. But, and then it's crazy. You, know, and you got that town, what the white cop guy that's like he's nice but if his hating buddies 
are getting upset, then he's going to have to do so. Like, you know, like right. think he's the guy who thinks he's fair and he, you're just as bad as the others. Well, and it was such a subtle twist too. They didn't, they didn't make a big deal out of, of, of it when, you know, Sam, uh, Sam as Jesse first said, you know, well, these boys are doing this and, you know, it ended up being that one of the boys was, was the sheriff's son, you mm-hmm. know? So, so obviously not only did he want to take it easy on them, but they never really, they never really dug too deep into that particular aspect right. of of where it starts. You know, is this is this just the son's attitude because of his life? You know, obviously his mm-hmm. his life experiences are intertwined with his father. So you know, the yeah. acorn doesn't fall far from the tree sometimes. So True. so you have to feel like you know uh, some of the stuff came from the dad. Obviously, so it's a that was an interesting di- dynamic as well. So yeah, definitely. And uh, we also get our first oh, true oh boy cliffhanger. Yeah, that's right. Right at the very end. Because uh, what Sam said it in the first episode when he looked right. in the mirror as the baseball player, mm-hmm. but that was more of an aside. But yeah, this is where it really starts at the end. The oh boy. And it's mm-hmm. like. <laughs> he's drag racing in a, in a car and he looks and he's a teenage kid oh. with with bunch of pimples and so funny so funny very very interesting so yeah that was um i guess this um this was this was the first episode this i i didn't learn until also looking at some of the trivia stuff Mm -hmm. but this episode was uh was the first time that nbc had moved the series around in their in their lineup you know it started out as a friday night 9 p.m show and i guess this was the first episode where it moved to wednesdays at 10 p.m too popular for that friday slot I guess so. The Friday Friday's always been a death slot, I suppose. But what Wednesday, I guess, is where where the show spent most of its time and right. was most successful in the ratings. So, so whether you know, it's almost like a chicken and the egg thing. Did it become popular because it moved there, or when it moved, was it great episodes like this that boosted its yeah. popularity with more people watching it on Wednesdays? I I don't it know was the a good answer one. to that. If you were moving nights, it was a good one to start with, and yeah, that's true. Like Quantum yep. Leap and like the X Files. Uh, both started as Friday night shows and yep. wound up being getting out of there. Like it's a, cause this was a mid season replacement. They were going to burn it. I mean, it had a popular pilot movie, but they're like, hey, is it really going to do something? Throw it on Friday. And, Yep. That's, uh, you know, some, some, some people, some, uh, properties like this one, like you said, X-Files make it out and some, you know, but rest nowadays, in peace. Yeah. Nowadays, streaming shows all drop on Friday. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're right. Well, it's, yeah, it's changed now with streaming. That's when they drop. Right. Well, those. no one's staying up till 3 a.m. Eastern, which is, which no. is midnight Pacific. I mean, uh, some people are, but not, not, not me personally, but some nope. people are. <laughs> some people are those California people. Now they have one on us. They used to have to, Oh no, I gotta wait. Gotta wait. Now, which they actually have, I lived out there. They have channel. They get the earlier broadcasts from Ah. channels. There, there are ways to watch legally. Ways to watch, um, right? Because we would, uh, there would be like Showtime East, HBO East that you could watch. There was uh, sure, sure. Well, I know it's different for, uh, yeah, yeah, I know it's different for, for live stuff. We went out to, uh, a trip to San Diego a couple of years ago and I remember watching NFL football like nine 30 in the morning Mm -hmm. and I'm like, Oh my God, this is weird. But you know, breakfast and football, but I used to get up to go to a bar that opened at like nine to watch (laughs) football and then do what you got to do. So, (laughs) yep. So, all right. Well, that'll do it for today. I think we've made right where other conversations about this episode once went wrong. Tony, tell people where they can leap to find your work. 
Yeah, you can always come hang out with me at sciencefiction.com. We're always posting new and fun stuff about all things science fiction. If you want to get a hold of me personally, you can hop over to my website at tonyshop.com or any of the social medias, the Facebooks, the Twitters, the Instagrams, the whatever else is out there. I don't know. Uh, 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 plenty of fish, maybe. I don't I don't think so, but but probably not. But Tony Schaub and, right. and, and everywhere else there. So definitely not plenty of fish. Sorry. Sorry to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Brandon4KUHD, written work, why so blue? There's more from the Brand Peter Show this week, but from Old Space. Oh boy. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peter Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Olsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetershow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.